Hello, welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so excited to be with each other and with you. We just saw each other a couple days ago and we're back again. It's wonderful. Yay. Now we're here with y'all and it is great. Mm. We usually kick it off with news. Um, We forgot to introduce ourselves. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Hooray. To start with our news is usually where you can find Emily out and about in the world. And there's a couple sweet places. Tell us. I will be at the Goblin Market in Conyers, Georgia. Uh, that is on February 17th. Come hang out. It's a night event. Uh, it's kind of like a fairy market situation. There are goblins. It's a fun time. I will also be at Lexington Comic Con March 7th through 10th. Uh, that was a really good show for me last year, and I am excited to be back this year. Mm-hmm. And then we will both be at the Fiber Witch Festival on April 20th in Salem, Massachusetts. I am helping Anna of Circle of Stitches to organize this festival, and it's going to be really fun. If you are anywhere in the vicinity, you should definitely come. I think it would be worth traveling to, even if you aren't in the vicinity, uh, because it's going to be a really good excuse to visit Salem and do some witchy things. We will also be hosting a Fiber Coven uh, after party situation uh at the show in the circle of stitches die studio that will be really fun so come on out to that if you're coming to the show and we can't wait to see you in april yay we're gonna have such a great time mm-hmm. we actually finished some things mm-hmm. okay emily made me go get my blanket because i've been talking about it all year it's finally good. done this is the heirloom temperature blanket. Oh my God, it's so big. It's it's kind of a comforter. It is. the it is, a comforter. It, or crocheted it, it, a comforter. A crocheted comforter. It is mosaic crochet, which is a really neat technique, which I think will be accessible and familiar to uh, people who just knit. Uh, it's really beautiful because it uses a color for both the high and low temperatures each day. So it's two rows per day which is lovely. And you can see the colors of my year. We had a very cold winter and actually a pretty nice temperate summer. And then it started cooling down again, like it does most years. It is so robust that when you hold it in front of yourself like that, it actually dampens your voice a little bit in between the microphone. (laughs) There was a noticeable difference. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes, it is quite the blanket. It has been living on our bed. We love it very much. Yes. Cozy Mm -hmm. blanket. It is a very cozy blanket. Have you posted that on Instagram yet? Yeah. Yeah, I made a post with a had a picture. It was a reel. Had a picture for every month of it. Oh, I need to go find that. I don't think I didn't. I didn't post, and it kind of has like a picture for the cover that is the blanket in its entirety. But I haven't taken one of it, the blanket in its entirety, because uh, frankly, it's much longer than my bed. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it kind of lives doubled up on the bed. I actually kind of had the thought since it's so long that uh, if one of if my nephew ends up going to a four year college and ends up with one of those twin extra long situations, and he's also rather tall. um, So this might be a good eventual present for my nephew for going off to college. Mm -hmm. 
he's ultra knit worthy. If you've been following me for years, you'll see the many things I've made for him. He, he wanted hand knit shorts and he got them. Sweet oh. boy. <laughs> How many 16 year old boys want that? Mm-hmm. 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 Well, that's very yeah. impressive. Impressive crochet accomplishment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And then uh, you have my other finished objects. I, I made things. I made things for some of your friends, which are now my acquaintances that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, you made your Fashico B sleeveys. Yeah, the sleeve vibes out of some. Um, it's very one of a small. kind. Yeah, it's a yak base that I'm experimenting with. It's like a deep, cool purple with some blue speckledies. They're very much full length sleeves. I think your friend Kiana, lead singer of Kiana and the Sun Kings, has long arms. Mm-hmm. And we want them to definitely go all the way to the wrist so that they will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was a great pattern. This is a second knit of that. And I am definitely still willing to knit those for any of my IRL friends who, who want them. It was a great pattern. Yeah, I kind of want to make one of these. Yeah, I'm um I'm like a 36 inch bust and it makes my very modest bust look uh look nice. What's the yardage? Could I do it in two skeins? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a I'm guessing two skeins. Yeah, so I used for Kiana's which was uh maybe the third size up she does have a more generous bust than myself I used maybe like one and a quarter skeins yeah I think I would say that most sizes should be able to use two skeins of fingering weight if it's not if yeah if you're if they're say 420 or long longer yardage per skein but definitely go check out the uh check out the pattern for official numbers on that and then I have your other finished object Yay, a pair of socks for Sarah, your shipping coordinator. Yeah, they're so nice. Mm -hmm. They have bright orange toes and cuffs, and I do a little ribbing across the front of the foot and leg. It really helps if you're to do that for people who you don't know. You know, you can't, you, they don't live in your house and you don't have access to their feet on the reg. Mm-hmm. It'll I make know it fit a little Paris better. I'm really excited about these because she wears the hand net socks that I made her all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the main color is Storyteller in the mood swing colorway. And that's on the standard four ply sock base that most indie dyers use. I call it matte sock. And that's what the uh, cuffs and toes are as well. Very nice. Yay! And I think I'm seeing both of those people tonight to bequeath these things onto them. Yay! And you cast on and finished something while we were spending time together in New Orleans. I did. I made a hat. Darn it! I made this hat because it's a swatch for my sock arm sweater. Um, The gauge, uh, they... The pattern for the sock arm sweater recommends that you knit a tube, like a circular swatch uh, that is the same as the widest part of the arm. Uh, Just to make sure that you like how your stripes are going to lay out when they're the skinniest that they're going to be. 
so I did that. Um, I did it in the largest size um, because I wasn't totally sure what size I want to make because my hips are the uh, XXL, but all of my other measurements are the XL. Mm -hmm. So what I have done, uh, as you'll see in my whips, is I cast on the XXL and then I think I'm going to decrease down to the other size yes but i made this little hat because it i mean the gauge is loose enough that it is definitely like a hat what will mm -hmm. i do with this hat i don't know keep it in a pile potentially donate it we're gonna have a box uh for knitted donatables at the fiber witch festival so maybe i'll bring this to throw in the knit the rainbow uh little box oh it's for knit the rainbow mm -hmm. love it love it Yes. But yeah, this is Lauren's uh, Garnet colorway from the mm -hmm. Steven Universe collection because my sock arms is going to be all Steven Universe themed. I love your, we'll talk more about it when you show off your whips. I'm really excited about the plans for that. And I'm excited that we're going to have a Knit the Rainbow donations. And although it says knit in the name, any uh, knit or crochet or even woven item would be good. That organization takes donations to help keep uh, housing unstable, queer youth warm. I, they started in New York, and I believe they have opened up a Chicago location as well. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are we on to our whips? Yeah. Why don't you launch right into your sock arms? Okay. So... I ha I started it during my plane journeys and such. Which so were longer than expected. Yes, which were much longer than expected. Uh, so I am using your lion color um, from the Steven Universe collection. It's this really nice pink. And I'm using that for the body of my sock arms. And then my actual arms, I'm going to do the lion like kind of as like a long t-shirt length. Um, potentially if I have enough yarn, when I do math, I will just do like one color stripe sequence of each of the three self-striping colors I'm using, which are garnet, uh, amethyst and pearl. Uh, if I don't have enough lion yardage to do that, then I will just stripe from the t-shirt point all the way down the arm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so these are my plans. And you could, you could do two stripe repeats of each color. Yeah, that might also happen. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yes, this is my little body. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look crazy huge right now, I don't think. No, it looks normal. It looks like that'll fit comfortably over your hips so that you could wear it over some leggings. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I have cast this on, but I do think that it's going to, especially I tried um, this that is the widest point of the arm for that X, uh, double XL uh, when it was still a tube and not a hat. And it was quite large on the upper part of my arm. Um, I don't think I probably want it to be that large. So I do think that modifying down to that just XL size is a thing that I'm going to have to math out. Yeah, just do that around your natural waist. And then go into one side smaller through the bust and shoulders and such. Well, and I have to do a little bit of extra mathing because so it's this circumference and then it 
has waist shape. It, well, it goes straight for a bit and I am cutting some of the straight bit out because it's the sweater as written is quite long. I don't really want it to be that long. So I'm cutting mm -hmm. out some length there. And then there is waist shaping and I'm going to have to decrease more to get to that smaller size for the waist shaping. And then there is bust shaping that grows again. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure how I'm going to work that out. I might just like kind of not do the bust shaping mm -hmm. to get to there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I have to do weird math basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're very smart though. I know it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, that is where that is. Um, and I'm just doing one by one ribbing for now. Mm -hmm. And that one's got oh, also, some short rows that make the back hem dip a little bit, which is nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, I like when sweaters do that too. And I probably am not going to work on this as much as I have been. That might be a lie because I do. I had it because I needed a vanilla on the go project because my other vanilla project is just too large to come anywhere, which mm -hmm. is my Lord of the Rings blanket um, that I am on my second year of working on. Um, I'm currently working on the, this looks strangely familiar kind of rock nice. color. And this uh, color is actually doing something interesting that I don't think any of my previous colors did, which is it's kind of pooling so that the center is different than the edges. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? None of the other ones have done that yet. Yeah, that is real interesting. Yep. So I have that, um, which I have been working on just as a chill project at home, but it's too, too large. Mm -hmm, to go places. Mm -hmm. Love it. And then you've got a couple pairs of socks on the go. Yes. I still have to put heels in my Steven Universe socks. I did mark where the heels would go and I brought them all the way to New Orleans not to work on them at all. Uh, but the planes were so turbulent that I didn't want to like look at it too much to cut the heel in. Yeah, it was some bad weather. So I'll, I, I'm motivated to do that because it is cold and I a lot of my socks need darning. So having a pair of socks to wear while it's cold will be nice. Uh, so I just need to cut heels into those. Um, my other socks are a good on-the-go project that I finished the, while we were listening to some jazz, I got past the gusset mm -hmm. of my second sock and I'm onto the foot of my second sock. Mm -hmm. So yes, many, many projects happening right now with me. Hey, thanks. Can I put you down so I can show off my knitting? Is that okay? Yes. The babies have all been needy. I suppose mm -hmm. both of, all of the pets are happy to have their people back home. Mm -hmm. Don't feel too bad for Banks. He's got a heating pad right behind the camera. I cast on for a somewhat vanilla project. This was Emily's suggestion. I have 18 leftover skeins, partial skeins left over from my temperature blanket. Um, that thing probably ate up 25 whole skeins. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, so I cast on the Dotted Rays by Stephen West, and I am just switching off every uh, two rows in garter. Um, 
every other color. I had, I think, 80 something yard, uh, grams left in the first two colors, which was uh, snowfall and slushy ice. It is already too big for my 40 inch cable. I did a lot of this on our on, on our trip and on the long wait we had to get home. It took us like, took us about a day longer than we thought to get home. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's really cool. This almost reminds me of like those like Fibonacci spirals and things, although yeah. it's not like that, but it's a very um, patterned uh, asymmetrical growth for what will turn out to be more or less a crescent shaped shawl. I've knit one or two of these before, and I'm probably going to be able to crank out, uh, I'm guessing with my leftover yarn, maybe three of these mm -hmm. in the large size. And so on this front side, you can kind of see that it is uh, striping more or less, because I'm striping it. But the back side, the wrong side looks way more modeled or like way more, uh, way more blended. Yeah. I like it. I think I'm going to wear it with the quote unquote wrong side out. That makes sense. I'm really into it. It's a great pattern. Yeah. I'm just working with snowfall and slushy ice, which is white and a light gray. But then next, I'm going to bring in Frost, which is a gray with purple speckles, and things are going to get purplier, and I'm hoping by the edge it will be a little purple. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm just kind of putting a couple of things into the uh, scrap blanket so that I can cast on another pair of socks. Cool. Getting ready to do that. You have anything else you're working on? I think that's everything. Well, we have a lot of acquisitions. Maybe we should end with the acquisitions we got at uh, met the medical physical shops we visited in New Orleans. So that'll lead us nicely into our occult corner. Mm -hmm. I got from you a calendar. I got Don Marshall, who if you're a Tolkien fan and you are not following Don Marshall on the socials, you should. They are super funny. They are super inclusive. They support uh, social justice stuff and they get queer artists to make things for us queer Tolkien fans. Love it, love it, love it. Um, and they did a ton. If you saw all the inclusive merch when Rings of Power came out, uh, when the, the crusty old fanboys got racist that uh, how dare black people be cast, um, Don Marshall was the, the person who organized the merch. Mm hmm for that, that all the um, original cast was wearing. Anyway, really cool calendar. Uh, I hung it up by my back door already. Uh, and it just tells you what happened on every day that like we know something happened and it tells you like the actor's birthdays and it's it's really fun. I'm really excited to have this in my house. Thank you so much, friend. You're welcome. I thought it was festive. Mm -hmm. And then the only other things I got that were not spooky is when we were in New Orleans, I was wearing my possum dress and somebody's like, have you been to the possum store? And we're like, there's a possum store? And it was in the French Quarter. Um, and Coco Alley is their, their Instagram handle, but that'll all be in the show notes. So I got some stickers and I got a whole bunch of postcards. And I really should have got that fan that I posted on Instagram, but I got a pair of 
socks, which are a nice light blue with cute little possums on them. Mm-hmm. And it was a cool shop because it was all one artist's work. And that artist is involved in wildlife rescue. And I got a tea towel with little botanicals and tea prints and mushrooms and birds and a little possum, little gardeny fun. I love it. Oh, and I got a washi tape too. It's that same design, but on washi tape. Yeah, and I followed, you can follow the possums that are rescued by this wildlife rescuer at Sesame the Possum on Instagram, which is I'm enjoying so far. I got random possum doodads. I got a sesame, I adopted a tiny sesame, uh, Mm -hmm. which is a little possum plush. He has a rainbow that says sesame on his butt, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And uh, the proceeds of this go towards the animal rescue stuff. Um, And then I got Sarah something, which is this little thing that is a cord holder. It has like a snap so you can keep your cords in it. And it says live, laugh, scream and has a little delightful. It's a really cute screaming possum. Often they look horrifying when they're screaming in real life and in art. But that one's very cute. It's like a little screaming baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, I forgot. I got something before we left, too. I ordered from Whitney Marie Anderson. They do uh, crochet hooks and things. So I got some photochromic stitch markers. These are going to be for a giveaway. They're like the other um, crochet hook that I have. And these will just uh, get brighter in sunlight. I, I got some earrings that some little stud earrings that were little pot leaves in this. I really like this artist so these will go into the giveaway drawer and then I can't show you how it works because honestly my hands are too cold but I got a mood ring crochet hooks so when it gets warm you get to see all the rainbow colors underneath and I got a really tiny gauge I think it's 2.5 millimeters because I want to try and crochet a hat in self-striping and I needed a little bitty guy little bitty Mm -hmm. did you get anything else non-spooky I don't, I think everything else is spooky. Awesome. Do you want to talk about Sassy Magic? Because I know we both bought stuff from there. Yes. So Sassy Magic is a witch shop in New Orleans and they are my biggest wholesaler. They carry all of the Magical Merit Badge uh, pins and stickers and a couple other things. Uh, Yeah, some of the Deathly Cute items as well. Yes, they recently opened Sassy Magic Noir, which is in the French Quarter, and they carry some of the Deathly Cute stuff there because Sassy Magic is very, like, pink, and Sassy Magic Noir is a little bit more goth and less pink. Still pink, but more goth. Yeah, so that is cool and that we got to visit the shop. Uh, I took some good, like, content of that. If you want to see that, check out Instagram and TikTok to see videos of the store. Um and I bought some things while we were there. I bought this pin from Meowamore Creative, which is cute little black cats with some bats. I got this hanging with all my friends, kind of Wednesday Adams looking girl with some plants and black cats magnet. We got um, one of those for my sister-in-law. It said feral cat princess. <laughs> Yes, and this is by uh, Steve Rhodes. He is an artist that does this kind of like 80s illustration style of funny images. Is it Rhodes like Colossus of Rhodes or Rhodes like the thing we drive on? The first one. Got it. 
And I got a bat. This is a handy <laughs> little bat plush guy. And I thought he was very cute. Um, he has some nice little celestial like star situation happening in his wings and ears. He's got a little crystal necklace. And these were very cute. Um, so I got one to come hang out at the studio with us. We had a fun time yelling bat like Laszlo from bat. what we do in the shadows. Bat. <laughs> Yes, the, yeah. the display of tiny bats was kind of chaotic, so I was knocking them over, and we were like, bats! Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yes. we both got glitter. Yes, I left the glitter in the bathroom, but we got some body glitter from Electa. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and that is very fun. We were wearing it while we were there. Um, it's a very fun special occasion kind of cosmetic. Yeah, we both got some of the more smaller piece of glitter shimmery shimmer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we really liked that for a fun everyday like bit of pizzazz or like an understated club look. Not that either of us are clubbing anymore. But actually we went to- like I ever went to clubs. <laughs> I did. <laughs> um <laughs> but we actually got to try some of the larger um uh, more graphic and bold glitters at the Sazerac house, which was fun. They had a event to kind of kick off Mardi Gras season. And that was one of the things you could try on the glitters. Yeah. If you, they were lovely, but if you get those, we discovered washing them off is weird. Definitely. Once it dries out, scrape it off with a piece of card stock. Yeah. It's or business I would card. recommend if you want glitter that you're going to wear more frequently, get the shimmer kind because it's much easier to remove the, the really chunky, like almost sequin shaped like glitter was kind of weird to take off, but I'm glad we got to try it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got some books at Sassy Magic. Mm-hmm. I got, uh, this one's been on my list to get for a long time. So I figured since I had my sweetie to carry my stuff. <laughs> I got Queering Your Craft, and actually this was one you spotted. We got Italian Folk Magic, and then I got one on Marie Laveau since we are, were in New Orleans, and this was more just kind of like a, I'm assuming it's going to be a mainstream pagan take and not get too into it, and I think it's, uh, I'm mostly interested in the history of this woman because, uh, like I said, it seems like a very, we'll talk about it a little more, but like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a practice. I mean, it's certainly not a practice that either of us uh, is accessible to us culturally. Mm-hmm. So definitely just more looking for history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, and I got a couple stickers there too. I got a pastel pentagram and a little high priestess sticker. Cute. Oh, I, I got-, got a little piece of opalite at uh, Sassy Magic Noir. Yeah. I got a cute little amethyst at Sassy Magic Noir. And mm-hmm. I also got this cute little broom. Um, this is yeah. by Kevin Craft Rituals. And Kevin is K-E-V-E-N. Uh, and it's a little miniature broom. Mm-hmm. It's handmade. And uh, it has this little string. So I'm just going to like hang it up somewhere. And it will be mm-hmm. festive. It's got little sparkles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm can brush away bad vibes mm-hmm. 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 i was gonna bring it to the studio but i have my big broom is at the studio so maybe i'll hang it by my altar at home nice mm-hmm. i love that awesome mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then we also went to the path of awakening metaphysical shop. Well, we went to a lot of metaphysical shops, but the only ones we felt the only ones we're recommending. <laughs> yes. The only ones we're recommending and that we felt good about buying things from was sassy magic, which has two locations and path of awakening. And the um, other ones we're just not recommending because they're there. A lot of them are really touristy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sassy they didn't magic. give and Path of Awakenings are pra- both actual practitioners and uh, do a good job of being inclusive. <laughs> yeah, and weeding out people who are pre- who are trying to sell things that are culturally appropriative as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Path of Awakenings is woman of color owned, and uh, is is Sassy Magic queer owned? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I got at Path of Awakenings, which was. Like less, you could see it fr- it from was the street. Really, it was our neighbor from our. Airbnb. It was our neighbor from our Airbnb. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got this uh, pink rose quartz that has a little artificial sheen on it, but I like it. It looks like Steven's bubble it in does. Steven Universe. It, mm-hmm. I find it delightful, and I don't have any orbs, little round orbs. This one's maybe around a walnut shell size, mm-hmm. and I find it really delightful. And I got a couple of little. Uh, oils that were made by a local person at Path of Awakenings. They're just, you know, nice smelling oils. I got the one for clarity and for healing. It was actually kind of fun. They had a whole bunch of them. I had Emily pick one for me and Christian and be like, what do I need help with? Mm-hmm. They picked these, which yeah. I love. Um, I got a cute little pocket rock there that's already back in my pocket rock collection but it was just a nice little bean shaped terminalinated quartz I like pocket rocks that like feel good in your hands so that was good and then I also picked up this which is the Rider the Smithwaite tarot deck uh it says Rider weight on this edition uh but this is a like standard deck of cards size even a little bit smaller than a standard deck mm-hmm. of card size which I think is really nice for travel because I travel, I like I brought my standard tarot deck with me and it's just like kind of big and I don't need anything that big when I'm traveling. So I like this. Um, I like that it has the just regular Smithwaite art on it so that I, I, I'm pretty good at recognizing the images on these cards and knowing what they mean at this point. Uh, and we saw this in some of the stores that I didn't want to give money to. So I kind of noted it and was like, hey, that's a thing I didn't know existed, but I maybe want one of those. And then Path of Awakenings had it and I did want to give them money. So I bought it there. <laughs> I really, I really, I mean, this is like kind of bleeding directly into a cult corner because we mainly just wanted to talk about the things we would recommend from New Orleans from a spooky point of view. Mm-hmm. And something that I really liked about Path of Awakenings, for one, it was like open and bright, which was nice. And mm-hmm. they had several small altars that you could tell people were were tending to and they were in use and they had a bunch of signage. So I'm like, don't leave things, don't touch things. Mm-hmm. It was just like awesome. Yeah. They also had some really cool um, local art in that shop. I noticed several of the paintings were pretty neat that were on the walls mm. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had a wonderful selection of tarot decks. Like you said, they had their traditional ones. They had ones from different artists of color, from different faith traditions and spiritual traditions. They had mm-hmm. a few dozen different tarot decks, I'd say, at least. 
Yeah, and they had some Haitian hoodoo focused ones too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the tour we took now? Yeah. So I I thought we should take like a witchy or a cult tour while we were in New Orleans because we like to learn about that kind of stuff. Uh, and I found uh, one. I found it through Airbnb. Um, and I was just like looking at the different experiences on Airbnb and I saw this voodoo tour and I was like, hey, this actually looks pretty legit. So it like describes that uh, the tour guides were practicing high priestesses and um, it kind of said that we, they were going to be like debunking, you know, like Hollywood uh, depictions of voodoo so i thought that one would be good and it is a whole tour company i highly recommend that you go to their main website if you want to book through them because i'm guessing they don't have like commissions if they do it on their main website uh but their company is anansi's daughters Mm -hmm. Um, they have a couple different options for tours there's one that's more history and music um and they also do the blackest ghost tour Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm and that one is more in the French Quarter. Um, the one that we took was pretty much just focused on Congo Square. Um, they call it a walking tour, uh, which makes sense because what else are you going to call it? But you don't really walk around that much if you're planning on taking the tour. It's more of a talk that is central centralized in Congo Square and a little bit of the rest of uh, Armstrong Park. But for the most part, you're kind of just like standing and talking mm-hmm. in congo square mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean if i was running that tour i'd want to select for people who are happy to be on their feet for a couple hours by saying walking tour yep 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 i'm guessing mm-hmm. the french quarter one you probably walk around more because there's probably more like locations it's less of a centralized historical location mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it also happens that all the like all the statues that we saw like that were pertaining to um, non-traditional spiritual stuff we're pretty close to congo square mm-hmm. which makes sense given everything we learned mm-hmm. yeah there's a couple different there's a several people or a couple people that do the tours our tour guide was Ashe, who was very lovely and kind and patient with everybody's questions we had a really diverse group of people that we were with it was really cool we yeah. we had some like folks that gave off strong midwestern white vibes that were just uh cautious but open-minded and it was very interesting to to see them throughout the tour they were very kind and respectful and curious though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 and i didn't know any of the things we learned Mm-mm. no very interesting mm-hmm. i would say we're not really going to share much of what we learned here because i think you should take the tour uh, mm-hmm. if you want to gain information but yeah ju- generally what we learned we learned kind of about the history of voodoo um, and that it is pronounced voodoo uh, by approach practitioners and mm-hmm. voodoo is kind of a hollywoodization uh, of it uh, and but- or I, I know we'd say anglic- anglicization Angl- yeah but it was a french the french did that thing it was a frenchification frankification yeah of an African term. And then uh, like any other faith tradition with a long history, there are different sects like um, ours. With, there are tour guide primarily talked about what they practice, which was 
plantation voodoo, but they mentioned that there is like Haitian voodoo and like there's uh, as so many different uh, subsections of, of that practice. Yeah, so um, she kind of covered the early history of these practices coming over from Africa, uh, talked about how they were influenced by being an extremely Catholic place and uh, Mm -hmm. how they kind of stayed under the radar and made people think that they were practicing Catholicism, (laughs) even though they were not practicing Catholicism. Uh, And then indigenous people everywhere have done. Yes. And then talked quite a bit about the early history of Congo Square and mm-hmm. how slaves uh, got to meet there on Sundays. Uh, to, and that is when they would like trade their wares and they met up with some uh, Native American people there and kind of had this big meetup thing and it became a centralized location for the religion. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about the Egon tree, uh, which is this beautiful oak tree that is mm-hmm. a place of worship for practitioners of this spirituality faith. And uh, we also talked a bit about some of their uh, main spirits and like mm-hmm. what their different domains are, which we definitely heard a lot of things that are familiar to us learning about folklore and spirituality from different places all over the world. It's cool to see different archetypes uh, come up again and again from totally different places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, the thing that kept coming through my through my head when we were having this tour was you get a more diverse representation in your deities when it is collaborative storytelling. Mm-hmm. And and you see that in the old stuff. You see that in Norse, uh, you know, I'm going to say like the Norse pantheon or like things that came up for me with some similarities that we've been learning about with like Japanese yokai and um, yeah, traditional Japanese folklore. When everybody is included in the storytelling, you'll find things that represent all different sorts of aspects of humanity and lots of similarities. Um, Ashay, our tour guide, was telling us that a lot of times when she has uh, Hindu or Daisy people on on the tour, they they note a lot of similarities between the things she's describing and traditional South Asian faith um, figures in that faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. TLDR version, everything you've seen in horror movies is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. I think, I think as like we I mean, we knew that was wrong, just like right. seeing like neo-pagans, right? Everything that they say mm-hmm. about pagans and Satanists is wrong. So of course everything that Hollywood says about I mean, to be fair, like wrong. I don't think there's a lot of like standard practice Catholicism in the exorcist or the conjuring either. Or no, the you know. Yeah, but there are other movies that do yeah. those things accurately. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not mm-hmm. supernatural movies in general might not be great about various faiths. Um, yeah. But I mean, also like Catholicism is basically paganism to some certain Protestants. So mm-hmm. the fact that it's represented that way in The Exorcist isn't like that far off from how paganism is represented to those people either (laughs) um yeah so very interesting highly recommend you check out that tour company if you are in new orleans yay we had such a good time 
yeah, it was very fun. Uh, and we did another kind of like spooky thing, which was we just like chilled and knit in the vampire cafe uh, mm-hmm. for a bit. And I would recommend that as a stop too, if you are a witchy or a cult type person. Um, they had some, it was very heavily themed, but in a very fun way, uh, not in a like hokey way. I would say it was like classy yet campy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun. Uh, we had very some- inclusive. I very inclusive. Yeah. We like had it. some tea and some snacks. They had other foods too. Uh, they mm-hmm. had menu of different readings that you could have done there so that Mm -hmm. that's also worth a stop if you're doing a little spooky tour yeah and i will say it was raining that day we were wet and tired and they had no problem with us just hanging out and drying off and sipping various teas for a couple hours Mm -hmm. which was actually nice because we got to try several of their teas which were all delicious Mm -hmm. Yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, I guess that is our highlight reel of things we would recommend. These will all be linked in our show notes, but uh, for what we recommend for for authentic shops and experiences in New Orleans, we love Sassy Magic's location. We loved Path of Awakenings, the Vampire Cafe, and a tour through Anansi's Daughters. Mm-hmm. Great. Did we have anything to promote while, while we're on our, before we're on our way? Uh Pronoun Pals might be available on my website by the time this comes live because of the holidays. This is coming out like quite a bit after we're recording it. So those might be up. Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I might also have pre-orders for Avatar The Last Airbender inspired sets, both minis and full skeins. So that is the next thing up and coming from me. But if you are looking to find us anywhere around the internet, please just head to fibercoven.com. It will have show notes for what you just heard. And it will have linky links to our Patreon, which is a real good time. We have a rad Discord and we do little virtual crafty nights every now and then. And uh, I think it's going to be great. Yay. Yeah. So if you're looking for my yarns, Emily's merch, fibercoven.com and until next week coven keep making yarn magic bye bye